0: to episode 76 of Shades Midweek where we have conversations about theology, culture and all things shades. I am joined in FourStream Studio by my co-host John Mark Dero and Jonathan Hayes and we are joined today by a special guest, a longtime member Matt Theus. Is it Matt or Matthew?
1: It's, it's Matthew Theus Esquire.
0: I prefer Matt. <laughs> Good to be here. Got it. Matt, thanks so much for coming in. Yes, we are glad that you're here today, Matthew. Good
1: to be here. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Called it on purpose. Right glad there. you fixed the place up for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it luxurious? <laughs> this is your first
2: time in Four First time, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we're getting there. We're getting there. It's I mean, a work in progress.
1: Michael Jordan poster. I mean, yeah. yeah we're getting somewhere. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes sense.
2: But well, Brad, uh earlier today I was walking into the building, and I stumbled upon uh, four boxes that had been delivered to Shades Valley Community Church. And I was you like, stumbled
3: over four boxes? Are you okay? Over. I stumbled upon. Did you get hurt? Saw... I'm kidding, I'm just being dumb.
2: Anyway, so there's these boxes outside. I'm like, what is this? Because they don't look like the only boxes we get like that are like our copier paper that we order, and it did not look like the copier paper boxes. So I cracked one open, and lo and behold, out of this box came a book. A book that you've recommended on your book club before, Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly, subtitled The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. This is a great book. I've read this book, and I would love it to be a book that everybody in our entire congregation can read. So, Brad, do you want to tell everyone what you did a couple of months ago that resulted in this delivery today that didn't just contain this one book but a couple more?
0: Yeah, so I got an email saying, Would you like 250 free copies of Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly? And I was like, This can't be real. But I clicked <laughs> yes and gave them my social security number. As one does. <laughs> and voila. Today, 250 copies of Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers, appeared on our doorsteps. Yeah, a
2: long enough time had passed that I was really beginning to doubt whether or not it was real and who you'd just given your
0: information to. Yeah,
3: right. totally. So, what does that mean for everybody at Shades Valley? What announcement do we have?
0: That means that everybody at Shades Valley Community Church is getting a free copy of Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly.
2: I love it, Matthew. Theos. I love it. Uh, Everybody's getting do I a free get the copy. First one? You you get the first free copy. Yes. The, our listeners can't see it, but I am handing it to you right now in a rubber
1: titled rather... The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers.
0: Yes. yes. We do have those.
2: At Shades of <laughs> we do. It is it is a fantastic fantastic Thank
0: book. You. Yeah, it's a Thank great you. book. I mean, normally when something like that happens, it's a book that you're kind of excited about, maybe not excited at all and they're giving it away, but I guess some generous donor was like, "I'm gonna do this for a like lot of everybody churches. needs to read this." Yeah, so super pumped about it. In all seriousness,
2: like especially in the midst of just a really stressful and anxious time and season, like this book really is like a drink of fresh water. Yeah, it really, really oh, is. Oh, it's so good it's, for the soul. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. so
0: that's great. I feel like Oprah, <laughs> just giving away <laughs> you stuff. You get
2: a gentle and lowly, and you get one. Yeah, well, feels good. Do we get an album of the week?
3: Well, let's head down to the email. Cool. Oh, I didn't first. even know we had emails. Yeah, we got two emails Dude. down there. I just wow. found Dude. them. I just found them. All right, the first one, real quick. Uh, this is from our good friend Kenny McCants. He writes in quite a bit. He Matt, always. Do you know
0: Kenny? Have you met Kenny? I have met uh, Kenny.
3: Yeah. Last yeah. name redacted. That's right. Last name optional. Uh, the title of the email is "Food for Thought." And here's what Kenny had to say this week. While sitting up in my ivory tower this past week, he's talking about he ran slides, and Mm -hmm. so he was up in the sound booth. That's what he's talking about. That's good. I saw JM playing his heart out, and his hair made me think of this. Obviously, this isn't very important, but I felt like this needed to be shared. He sent a picture of me from the live stream playing piano, and right next to it, he took a picture. Uh, Have you guys seen the Muppets before?
2: Oh I know where this is going uh,
3: there's a there's a character on the Muppets that plays the piano. It's a dog His name's Ralph the dog he's got curly hair and so. <laughs> He sent a picture of me, here, and there's Ralph the dog. I so we're gonna I post this to, to yes. gonna post this to Instagram. I'll of post course, it right? to uh, I'll post it to my Instagram. That way I don't muddy up the Shades Valley. No, we uh, definitely uh, official need to. We, we definitely need oh, it I think to, it needs church, to be it the church Instagram. for the rest right, well, of eternity. For sure, okay, well, for all of posterity. That's, that's coming from my Maybe boss. Story. So. Maybe it could be a story. That way it goes away. <laughs> Probably a story <laughs> would be a good. <laughs> Yeah. Idea. So that was cool. So thank you, Kenny, for that. Nice I, Kenny. I do agree. I do look like like him. Um I used to get animal from the Muppets a lot because I played the drums, drums. Yeah. But that I don't I look more like Ralph the Dog. So Okay.
2: Perhaps with the energy of animal.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Play the drums. Uh, that's good. The second email comes from another email corridor regular Sage Jinnae. Jenny? Jinnae. Uh, the subject title is Ho, an idea is stirring. And uh, she wrote us. Th- Sage I'll, I'll is a pirate. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Do you know Sage?
0: <laughs> I do not. Oh,
3: Sage is she's a character. Uh, she said, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this in the, uh, I guess, a pirate accent or something like that. <laughs> can't wait for that. Hello, midweek hosts. Um, <laughs> are you gonna read the whole thing? No. Later? <laughs> okay. Catching up on the podcast, and I must say, I love the idea of hosts versus email corridor residents in a silly debate. Count me in. I would also like to apologize for my lack of emails recently, as I am sure you felt my absence. We did. Absolutely. 100%. How -hmm. could we not? It should be noted, though, that an influx of emails flooded the corridor after my episode, her Meet a Member episode. A coincidence? I think not, she says. Anyway, keep doing the Lord's work. Signed, Sage, uh, Shades Midweek Fan Club Founder and Queen 2020, Shades Valley Community Church Member 2018, and uh, Slides Clicker 2020.
0: I just love that she has that signature on all her emails. It's on all of her emails. Clearly. That's
2: really great. I really just have one question, and that is why does the queen of the fan club uh, have to ever catch up? On the podcast, that's
1: what I want to know.
0: Oh yeah, that's what
1: I want to know. Because
2: she's just mean, lagging
0: behind. Matt, do you have any away. thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> I'm with her. You know, when you the podcast is not a priority, it's when you have extra time in your life to listen to Matt, it.
2: Matt, are
0: you saying you haven't listened to every episode
2: that I, we've done? I, I'm reconsidering Matt Matthew as a, as a guest today. All Your right. listeners I do are do free like her, to do what you want.
3: Right. <laughs> I do like her idea of trying to do a debate episode with the email corridor people and with us. So we'll, wow, we'll get yeah. on that at some point. That for sure. I'm cool. sure everyone really wants a to. a live that.
0: episode. I think.
2: Well, thank you for the trip down to the email <laughs> corridor.
3: Email corridor. Yeah.
2: Now can I ask? Uh,
0: do we have an album? Yes. JM's
3: album of the week. What do you got, J M? Okay, the album for this week comes from a band called Hiss Golden Messenger. Never heard of them. They're based out of Durham, North Carolina. Um, And the album that I'm featuring from them today is called Quietly Blowing It. And it was released in 2021. This is actually the 12th album that they've put out. Um, If you've never heard them before, they're kind of like an Americana-type band, um, alt-country uh, when you listen to them, you you could kind of hear maybe some Tom Petty, maybe some Bob Dylan, maybe even like the Wallflowers, you know, okay. it's kind of early 90s stuff, um, but they're great. And uh, apparently they're tw- they had an album that came out in 2019 that was uh, nominated for Best Americana Album at the Grammy Awards. I had no idea. Yeah. So here's uh, a song from the aforementioned album. This song is called Mighty Dollar. Let me tell you all about it. Man the rich man it's got that Bob Dylan vibe. Yeah. Chasing down that money, dollar. Do you know this All artist, Matt? Heard, I heard of him? Matt's a
2: huge music fan. Yeah. What do you think? Man man? Decent. <laughs> 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 <Some> <laughs> I love it. Wow. We should I have it. We cool. should let Matt recommend some albums. Yeah, Matt. I, I are t-
0: you, Matt? Are you a Tom Petty fan? I feel like you'd be a Tom yes, Petty fan. So yeah. And instead, yeah, Tom Petty's very
2: great.
1: first show I ever went to. Oh, really? Wow. It was Tom Petty and Bob Dylan.
3: Oh man, where was
1: that? Tom Petty was Bob Dylan's band. Tom Petty's band was Bob Dylan's band. It was mm-hmm. in an amphitheater at an amusement park in Houston, Texas. What's the year? Nineteen eighty-six or eighty-seven.
3: So, is this? Uh, but this wouldn't have been the Traveling Wilburys. The no,
1: way. this was before the Wilburys.
3: Okay, because man, but the not, but are not, great.
1: uh Wheelberries are very soon after that. Yes, I knew it was
3: sim- like around that era that they did all that. So uh, real, oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to hit the thunder. It was thundering here earlier. early in here. Yeah. That was good though. Uh, real Keeps quick, toes. there was a connection that I wanted to make with this album from uh, some previous comments that have been made by different people, various people within the Shades midweek. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, So check this out. So uh, there's a song on here called Sanctuary. Um, The lead singer tweeted about this song. He said, uh, as far as I can tell right now, this song is about grace, something we could all do with a little more of. And then he said, over the past year, I've been thinking a lot about how we care for ourselves and each other and how hard it is to live truthfully in a world that is so tangled. And then uh, he quoted a uh, certain poet that has been mentioned several times in the last few weeks, Wendell Berry. Oh, wow. Uh, Matt, the- have you read any Wendell Berry?
0: Don't think so. Didn't we it have makes this me discussion
2: earlier that Matt doesn't read
0: books because he's a lawyer? Well, you know, I guess that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh,
3: the quote uh, that he took from one of Wendell Berry's poems is, We sell the world to buy fire, our way lighted by burning men. And uh, he basically goes on to say that this song "Sanctuary" is one small piece of my own personal reckoning with what it feels like to search for some kind of shelter in the storm. So uh, I'll play just a clip of that. But that's this song "Sanctuary" was like one of the big singles I think when this record came out. So I highly recommend the record. I think it's I think it's got a good vibe. It's grown on me too uh, as I've been listening.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's lovely. It's got a good sing It's good, like having dinner music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he
3: wrote. Maybe a cookout,
0: maybe a cooking a out home. with friends, throwing a frisbee. Yeah. Kind of playing in the
3: background. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> Better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're yeah. getting there. We're yeah, getting yeah. there. Yeah, that's good. All right, so that's the album of the week. Brad, do we have a book? You know, we do.
0: Are you still with us, Matt? That's a pretty long intro. It's
3: totally necessary,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. So this week I have a special guest. Guest. Not a guest. Not a <laughs> special guest. A special guest. And you might be able to guess who that is. It's Matt Theus.
3: Wow. Oh, the should we do the thing again? No, I am do, do the, the hand whole clapping.
0: Anyway. <laughs> from our live audience. We're, we're, was, we're on it.
3: D- <laughs> we're all over the place today. I'll tell you.
0: So, uh, Matt, with no pressure from us, has graciously offered to recommend a book this week on Bradford's Book Club. And so by graciously Matt-
2: offered, we may or may not mean Matt admitted to us that he always skips this segment of the podcast. So, now we're making him offer the book.
0: Yes. So, Matt... <laughs> We're, we're on pins and needles. Go ahead. Oh,
1: pins and needles is a little strong. Uh, mine is actually a double. It's a book that was made into a movie. So if you Even do better. not want to read, you could watch the movie.
3: It's my favorite kind of book. This book is
1: called Das Boot, D-A-S, and then Boot, B-O-O-T, because it's in German for the boat. Okay. I don't know Wait, the, the name whole okay? the no whole book's all, in right German? You're reading books in German? You can I'm read the kidding. German version, or just you could read the English version, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Now, why this book, Matt? What do you like about it? Uh, It's a submarine. I don't know why I like submarines, but I enjoy submarine. war movies, war books. This particular one is about a German U-boat during World War II, and it's fight for survival, and it's incredibly gripping. You get to really care about the characters, especially in the book. Uh, The movie is excellent as well. Did Back. you know
0: that there's a TV show called Das Boot? I did not. As season one.
1: Oh, there you is go. It, you could try is it. Is it
3: based on the book? I guess. I guess it has to be, huh? For, they
2: could. Uh, for anyone wondering, the author is Lothar Gunter Buchheim.
1: That's that's my best shot at that.
0: Yes. So. The
1: book is excellent, and the movie's one of the best war movies ever, I would say. Yeah. That's high praise,
2: especially after your uh, your. Critical uh, album assessments.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm- John Mark, I'm, have you seen this
3: movie? Uh, I actually about? own it, but I've never watched it. But <laughs> it is course. up on the wall here. Okay. You've got directed to be- Directed by- You have got to be kidding me. Yeah. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Yes. That's about all I know. But I do know that it was very- How? That it, it is critically acclaimed, though. It is a critically acclaimed that, film. That's why he owns it, Brad. It's critically acclaimed. Well, I had to, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How else am I going to watch it? I don't know if it's streaming or not. And who we, wants to look for that? One
2: day we should have a challenge to see if we can name a movie that is not on John Mark's wall here.
3: <laughs> yeah. What's another good submarine movie? That's what I was trying Hunt to for think. Red October. Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I've yeah. got that one, too.
1: There's also one called Run Silent, Run Deep. It's in okay. black and white. Oh, wow. It's oldie. Older
3: one. It's good. Okay. Mm. I like it. All right. Well, we got a book Great. and a That's movie. It. Yeah, wow. yeah Man, thanks for
0: that. I'm going to check that out. Well, if nobody's guessed yet,
2: uh, Matt was not just brought in for his wonderful uh, book recommendation. He is actually here today for a very special episode of Shades Midweek. John Mark, are you ready? Yeah, I am. Yeah. He's here for me to member. <laughs> it's not our normal jingle, Matt.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's right. Today, Matthews is going to tell you how to get out of a ticket. (laughs)
2: Welcome to the People's Court. Oh, Matt, that was just for you. That was all John Mark.
3: Thank
1: you
2: very much, Do you Do you bring
3: a speaker in court and and hit that as you walk in, like you give it to the...
0: (laughs) If it would go over well, I would. As you might have guessed, Matt is the scum of the earth. He is... (laughs) A lawyer. I
2: mean, a Christian. Well, before no, we talk about Matt true. as a as a lawyer and all of that, Matt, you've heard some of these Meet a Member episodes. You yes. know how this goes. How about you just start us out telling us a little bit about uh, how you grew up?
0: Yes.
1: Uh, the people want to know. People want to know. Uh, I moved around a lot growing up. My dad worked for an industrial gas company and kind of as he advanced in the company, we would move. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. How many times did you move? Uh, Let's, well, I'll just go Memphis, Tennessee, Cleveland, Ohio, Ridgefield, Connecticut, uh, here in Birmingham for a little bit, and then uh, Houston. And I graduated high school in Houston, Texas. Wow. And my parents kept moving after that, but Wow. So, which say, of those places feels the most like? Oh, I grew up here. I I f- feel like I grew up in Texas. Like, okay, in my heart, I'm a Texan. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. How was moving that many times
1: for you? Uh, tough. But yeah. you you know, it was, you're all right. But it's tough.
0: Mm. What are you
1: laughing about? Everybody just stopped and started staring at each
2: other. It was just funny. It was just this awkward pause.
1: Oh, sorry. Do you want me to cry or anything?
2: No, no. Elaborate would be the better. Tell us a little bit well, about, you, okay, tell us so about up young north, Theus. What was uh, north, young Matt Theus
1: like? North people act one way. In fact, I had a Yankee Yank set for a while. Oh, wow. And then I, when wow. I moved to Birmingham, I did not even know you were supposed to say, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, wow. sir. Your, your so parents didn't make you. They didn't make me, and I didn't even know about it. Yeah. And my teacher got upset with me uh. for you know, your lack making of respect. fun of Right, lack of respect. And then my mom had to say, well, I'm sorry. We'll teach him. We haven't taught sure, him how to sure. be a Southerner.
0: <laughs> now, did you have any brothers and sisters? I have
1: one older brother who's okay. five years older.
0: Five years older. And did you grow up going to church? I did grow up going to
1: church. uh, Basically, wherever we moved, I think my parents would just find a church that they thought that Jesus resided in, (laughs) and we would attend it. So I was various denominations as I moved around. Uh, Strong faith of grandparents and so forth.
0: Mm. What denominations? Uh,
1: Presbyterian, Episcopal, Methodist, Baptist...
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> assemblies if of the god general. the smorgasbord Church of christ catholicism i missed, I missed the charismatic vein that was what right. i missed
2: uh just hitting the highlights of christendom yeah so well tell us a little bit about what you were like as a kid were you really shy reserved outgoing
1: funny uh there was a comment on one of my elementary school report cards that says matt i Says something along the lines of Matt enjoys interjecting himself into class conversations. (laughs) I enjoyed sports growing up, playing and watching. I played soccer. I played little league baseball. I loved basketball. Later, like junior high, high school, I loved playing basketball. Mm, mm. Did you go to like public school? I went to public school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you made the team basketball? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was just curious. Uh, There was, in my high school in Texas, there was a 660 were in my graduating class, Mm. and we were good. Yeah. So, if you made the basketball team, you you were about getting a scholarship.
0: Right. I was not at that level.
1: Well, and I mean, clearly, you know, your height just uh,
2: screams basketball. So, sorry. But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I had dreams of basketball stardom. Uh, My dad is 6'5", but... uh, Clearly, I am not. So those dreams were dashed against the rocks as a <laughs> early high
1: schooler.
3: <laughs> so what age were you when you moved to Birmingham? Sorry if I, I was I was in.
1: I moved fourth grade. Okay, I lived fourth grade. Okay, so did
0: you remember anything about Birmingham?
1: <sighs> yes, uh, I was amazed by how, um, especially that time, everyone was like. We've lived. We live in Birmingham. when We've always lived in Birmingham, and so I definitely felt like an outsider—not just from being from the north, but just like no one moves to Birmingham. Mm.
0: <laughs> so, and I
1: also quickly learned that like I needed to choose between Alabama and Auburn. And oh, uh, sure. And months, yeah. uh, what choice did you make? Auburn. <laughs> oh, yeah. You as did. a Four as a fourth Eagle. grader. Uh, my best friend at that time, his parents were big Auburn
0: fans, and uh, took yeah. me to games. That'll do it. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So, uh,
2: tell us a little bit about your personal faith journey. Like, so I, we know that for people who grow up within the church, it, it can often be hard to be like, oh, well I have this really stereotypical testimony where there's clearly this moment where I like met Jesus and came to faith and all that usually it looks a little bit different. There's a, uh, uh, uh but at some point there's this transition where like your faith becomes your own. So like, what did that look like? Yeah, for that's you
1: exactly me. Uh, You know, I was read the Bible at a young age. I read Bible stories at a young age. We went to church. I had Christian family, and I just believed everything, or I guess more precisely, God just made himself known to me, Mm. and he was always very real to me. Mm. So I don't have a time really where I say, oh, I wasn't a Christian then, but it took time to understand what all being a Christian meant. My kind of marker is before I went to college, the summer between I graduated from high school and went to college, I went on a Young Life hiking trip. I was active in Young Life in uh, Texas in high school.
2: Man, so that's part a, of my...
0: A lot of Young Life people. Yes, there shades Yes.
2: Now. It's good to see. Well, uh, there was a lot of Young Life people uh, involved in
1: the founding of Shades. Yep. Yes. In fact, I was... I can tell that story too, but I was... Nineteen ninety one is when I first came to Shades, and it had just moved into a building, and it felt just like a young life club Mm. back then. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so back. back Oh, back Yeah. Yeah, The the marker is I went on a hiking trip in uh, southern Colorado in the San Juan Mountains. If anyone knows where they are, they're beautiful, Uh, and it was a real tough trip in the sense that uh, it snowed. We were hiking in the snow. One of the uh, kids in our group got uh, altitude sickness. And it was just, they had to get him out by horseback. And it was just all these things going on. And it just kind of illustrated to me, anyway, God spoke and just said, the Christian walk is not all fun and games. You know, young life, you can kind of get the sense of, of course you want to be a Christian. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. And it was it's like, it's not always fun and games. It can be really serious, it can be difficult, but I'll always be here with you. And that's kind of my marker of, you know what, Christianity is the most important thing in my life. Having a relationship with Mm. Jesus, knowing God is more important than anything else, at least in a, you know, I made the decision and I meant it Mm. in my heart and so forth, even though it's a struggle to live that way.
0: Right. Yeah. So... Teenage Matt Theus is thinking about college. He's thinking about what he wants to do for the rest of his life. What is going through his mind?
1: Uh, I wanted to go to a, a school that had a good business school, and I wanted to go to a fairly large school. I almost went to the University of Texas in Austin, but it was just so massive, and you were so anonymous, I was I couldn't take it. Oh yeah. So I ended up going to Baylor, which I, the Christian part of it appealed to me. And then they had a good business school, and I loved it up there.
0: So you were thinking the world of business? Anything yes. more specific, or did you just? Not I know? majored
1: in economics and management. Wow. Why that? Because I was going to, you know, get a job at some company. I suppose, like my dad did, or something. I don't was somewhere in my head. So clearly, that shifted somewhere along the way. Uh, after I graduated from college. No longer an Auburn fan by this point. No longer an Auburn fan, at least not number one. <laughs> what uh,
2: year did you graduate Baylor? 1991.
1: 90. Oh, wow. I guess I
2: didn't realize. Like So so all the same year, graduate Baylor, move to Birmingham, and find shades.
1: Correct. I graduated wow. uh, actually in the summer of 91, and the economy was real soft then. And it was real hard to find a job. And that and I looked like I graduated from high school, not college. (laughs) My dad graduated from Baylor, but I'm pretty sure that was in like the 60s or 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Don't remember seeing him. (laughs) And my brother lived here in Birmingham. He was working here in Birmingham. And I couldn't find a job. And he said, well, we have an extra couch. Me and my roommates have an extra couch. You can sleep on the couch and you know, find – he had a roommate, a former roommate anyway, who – had just gotten a service station. There used to be a service station on Alford Avenue right by the interstate. And now it's like a car dealership. And so I moved here, slept on the couch and worked at the convenience store. And then eventually I kind of got some temporary jobs and then eventually got a job with Xerox business services and worked for them for a while. So there's no law at all in this. I think right. I'm moving up in the business world. Mm. Uh the job with Xerox Business Services, I basically, uh, can't believe I'm talking about this job, but anyway, <laughs> I kept track <laughs> of copiers right be- for uh, Southern Company and Alabama Power and so forth. It sounds very interesting. And so you would keep track of like, make sure that they were running, call a repairman if need be, do everything the secretary told you to do. And, my, and I was on my own, like I had a beeper and my boss worked like in the Xerox building in another part of town. And so it was great because I was basically on my own and I didn't have to deal with the bureaucracy. And so it's kind of funny that I majored in business when I can't stand bureaucracy, but (laughs) I was kind of learning this at this time. And the way Xerox wanted me to do the job and the way I felt the job should be done were two totally different things. And I did it the way I thought. The right way. The right way. And so I got all these great reviews. They loved me. And my boss came in one day and said, Matt, you're doing a great job. And next year, I see you here. In two years, I see you here. In five years, I see you here. And I realized I did not want any of those positions.
0: <laughs> oh, that's horrifying.
1: <laughs> and so literally the next day, I applied for law school. School, And the idea was I was going to go to law school to get ahead in the business world. Like, you know, you see these photos of like, you know, legal counsel, chief legal counsel, you know, for some corporation. And right, right, right. They look like they're doing pretty good. So I thought, well, I'll do that. So that's how I got to law school. So wow. really quick, um, so, so what year is this when you're making the decision to head to law school? Uh, mid-90s, late 90s. Okay, so had you and Lisa already met and connected? We I met Lisa right around this time. I was working for Xerox, and I had applied for law school, I think, right before I met her. Okay, well, t- tell us that story, like how y'all met. Okay, Lisa was... Attending another church and complaining that she couldn't meet guys to a friend of mine, Den Nichols, who goes (laughs) to this church, and then said, "Come to my church," and so she did come to Shades Valley Community Church solely to meet guys. (laughs) It's a good thing Lisa's not
2: here to defend herself at all. She's true. (laughs) Actually, at least in my story, well,
0: I've heard her say that (laughs) from the front, so she owns it. Lisa, if you know. You have another opinion. You can email Shades Midweek, but or come All on hap- the show. All happily married couples have different stories re- about how they met. So. I remember she said from the front at one point, "I came to Shades to meet guys, and I did, <laughs> and and she met, and we met,
1: and I asked her out pretty much immediately." But my favorite part of hearing
2: the story from Lisa is when she first saw you. She thought you were part of the youth group, didn't yes, she? Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> That's a continuing theme of those years that I'm <laughs> younger than I really
0: am. Well, I mean, you still don't look a day over 25, Matt. Do you yeah. remember the first time you saw her? Uh,
1: She was She was uh, in the sanctuary talking to Dan. I was like, who's that good-looking girl talking to Dan? And so I went over and started talking to her.
0: Mm.
1: So did you, did you ask her out
2: in that conversation? Like, Not in that date? conversation,
1: but I want to say like three days later. Okay, so tell us about day She one. was like, wow, that was fast. Well, I had it. I invited her to a right. music show. There was a Texas singer songwriter by the name of Jimmy Dale Gilmore who was playing at the Nick like that Friday oh, wow. night or something like that. And at this wow. point in your life you go to shows. All I went the to time. shows all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I invited her to that and she said yes. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, the Nick's really not a good place to like have conversations with another person, and yeah. she might be intimidated mm-hmm. by the grossness of the place. Yeah. And so when I got off work one day, real quick, I just called her and said, hey, you want to get a quick bite to eat? And she said yes. And I picked her up, and we went to a... Remember Schlotsky's, that little sandwich? Yeah, yeah yes. We went to a yeah. Schlotsky's and to me, it was just kind of like, we're meeting real, real casual, we're just going to talk. And she ordered... And then turned, you know, like you're paying type thing, <laughs> and I went, "Oh, this is a date," right, you know, right, like it occurred right, to me. Right, so. Oh,
2: that's so great. Yeah. that's so great. So that's day one. So was it like, I mean, just from that moment on, it just yeah, we got grew in? we got serious pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, when did y'all get engaged? Oh
1: no. What, well, oh. I have to remember when I got <laughs> engaged. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, how much time? The had date. passed? is like, like oh, like, oh, uh, I see what you're saying. You go to law actually, school, or
1: I w- we got engaged while I was in law school. We, it w- I believe, it was three years before we actually got married. Okay, okay. And was okay. she at UAB at the time, or was she, she doing different? Uh, when I first met her, I believe she was getting her master's in public health at UAB, and then she got a job working for the health department soon thereafter. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, so, and you- I was in law school soon. Like, I had money when we first started dating, and then I didn't. Right, right. And you went to
0: Cumberland Cumberland School of Law at Sanford. Yes.
3: Do
1: you
0: have a good experience there?
1: Uh, I did from learning the law. No, law school is an awful experience. (laughs) Do not go to law school. Tell me more. (laughs) Uh, You stand up in class and get grilled by the professor until you don't know the answer to something, and then you sit back down. That's, that's law school,
2: everybody. Right. That's it.
0: That's the you whole go through, experience. You go through the
1: tax code.
0: Oh, oh,
2: it's, now, now, something that people may not know um, is that there is historically a really close connection, actually, between uh, law and theology um, and law school and uh, divinity school. Um, and that has a historic connection. Because, like, if you rewind all the way back to New Testament times, I mean, the lawyers and theologians—it's the same job, because uh, the the scriptures are the law, you know, that you're dealing with. But even as you come forward through history, both occupations of or vocations in, involve very similar a very similar skill set: uh, careful, close reading of texts, the ability to interpret those texts and put together logical arguments, and all, all of these kinds of things, public speaking skills. Sometimes. And so, uh, and people, and people, <laughs> and so, uh, so like Martin Luther, the reformer, uh, his father wanted him to go to law school. Mm-hmm. He did not, but he wanted him to. Uh, John Calvin, the reformer, only went to law school. He was a lawyer. He never had a theological degree, mm-hmm. uh, and you find that kind of across the board. And so, even in my own story, when I was in high school, uh, I did mock trial, and mm-hmm. not not the kind where you like have one fake trial in your classroom, like like competition mock That's trial. Great. Um, and really considered at one point, like, maybe I'll go that route. And then when I was at Beeson, I had fellow classmates who had been to law school and were now in divinity school. And I had classmates who were graduating from divinity school and heading to law school. So I'm just curious, all that big lead in, um, like, have you encountered that at all? In oh, your they're very process? similar, very
1: similar. Uh, the- Do you encounter any
2: lawyers that have been in ministry? Or, yes, or-
1: and lawyers who go into ministry, yes. In fact, there's a, a former judge who's now an attorney in the office I'm at, and uh, he's been to Divinity School and pastored, and mm. yeah.
2: What I love about the close connection of that is is the, the reputation that lawyers generally get as like being <laughs> untruthful and liars and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, they go into ministry a lot. <laughs> 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 That's scary. Or people leave ministry and go into that a lot, you know, kind of thing. Well, I'm not. Did you ever consider ministry? Maybe a little bit, but not really. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Right. So you go to Cumberland. You graduate first in your class. I was beyond average. <laughs> like, I almost wanted to raise my hand and go, is the average grade going to be a C plus or a B? Just so I know I'm going to get ahead of time before I start studying. <laughs>
0: Did you go in thinking you would practice a certain type of law and came no, out I and went doing something in, totally I different? Went corporate in, law, man.
1: I went in yeah, that's, thinking that's I right, was going you to you know, get a job with some corporation. And what happened, God had other plans that I had no idea. Uh, he took you I, in the
2: direction where the money was.
1: <laughs> we all perhaps, know lawyers yes, make perhaps. tons of at money. At times he has, and at times he is not. <laughs> uh, I started clerking for an attorney in Bessemer. When I was in law school, and that was probably my first exposure to how the other half of America lives, mm. and I didn't know if I had the stomach for it full time, but it was an initial hit. And then uh, when I, I clerked at a firm, and then when I became an attorney, it was a firm that did some criminal work. They mainly did civil work, but they did criminal as well, and it was kind of like they didn't really like the criminal, and it was kind of like give the new guy the criminal. And so I would do their cases, and I would sit around at the courthouse doing their cases. And then you, at that time, you could sit in a judge's courtroom. And if someone needed an attorney, as in the paid attorney was getting off, they would appoint an attorney. And so I was getting cases like that. And I happened mm-hmm. to get a case early on that a judge appointed me to where the guy was charged with armed robbery. It was actually right here by the church at Palisades. There used to be a dollar store And he worked at the dollar store, but he was accused by the other co-workers of going in and doing an armed robbery of the store and taking all the money out of the cash register and everything. And they said, even though he was wearing a mask, they said, we recognize the guy. It's this guy we worked with who was the guy who was charged. And he said, I didn't do it. And so I went gulp and ended up going to trial. And he was found not guilty. And I think it kind of came out in trial that perhaps the co-workers who had charged him actually had something to do with the actual oh, wow. robbery. Wow. But anyway, he was found out guilty. And I don't know if there was like a judge's meeting like the day after my trial or what. But apparently that judge told the other judges that I had done a good job and that, you know, give this guy, this young guy, a work for cheap, you know, and give him cases. And so the next thing I knew, I was getting... Lots of cases, wow. and at mm-hmm. the same time, I was learning. I really didn't like the civil work, sitting in front of a computer and all that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. I enjoyed being in court.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So,
2: so that's still what you do today, right? That's still what I do today. You know, criminal defense attorney. Yes. Yes. So And yeah. I do other. I do other law as well, but mainly criminal. Right. Now I know that uh, a, a lot of what you do and all that kind of stuff has to be kept confidential and all that, but we also know that. As a criminal defense attorney, you encounter some fun and interesting scenarios on occasion. Yes. Um, are there any uh, fun or funny stories that you are allowed to share? Uh, obviously, we can redact all all pertinent information. If, if
1: y'all knew like the judges involved and the attorneys involved, I'd have about five hundred stories. <laughs> but I can. It only goes down to about a hundred if you don't know the people involved. Oh, gotcha. gotcha, uh, gotcha. I'll tell a quick one. Uh, this guy was charged with attempted murder. It was a drive-by shooting, I believe. And I went sheesh, Matt, this is funny already. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, we have a warped sense of humor. Yeah. It's one of those.
2: It's one of those vocations where you have to, in order to survive, yeah. right?
1: Oh, I can go as cynical as you want. Oh, um, right, just <laughs> so anyway, the guy's charged with attempted murder. I go and see him in the jail, and sometimes you you meet some and they're just like, why am I here? You know, what's the charge? And they're looking at you like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. And that's the way this guy is. And so I pull out the warrant, you know, and I'm like, well, it appears you're charged with an attempted murder. And apparently on June 30th at 11.30 p.m., he stops me right there and he's like, June 30th? Yeah. He's like, Friday, June 30th? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. 11.30 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, I, I was I was shooting dice with the boys out in Titusville that night. That can't, I couldn't have been me. No, wait, wait. How far is this away
2: after June thirtieth? Oh, like it's probably like two weeks later. Okay, okay. I was just quick. thinking like I can't,
1: I can't, I don't have a memory like that. Well, he was still, he was pretty confident. So I said, well, you know, who were you with? I am like alibi witnesses, and he's like, well, you know, little boy and ice and you know. Some JT, you know, he's yeah, his buds. All his buds who so he doesn't know their real name. They're right, Christian names. That I know are going to make excellent character references. Right. <laughs> and he, I'm, I, I get their phone numbers and he gives me four of them. And I I call the, I go back to my office and I call the first one. And they're like, Yeah, he's such, you know, I represent Rodney such and such. And, you know, and he says he was with you shooting dice on June 30th. And they're like, What? Huh? No, no, I don't remember that. You know, hang up the phone. Second one, no, I don't remember that. Hangs up the phone. Third one, I don't remember that. Hangs up the phone. I call the fourth one. Tell him, you know, why I'm calling. And he goes, you tell Rodney that I'm tired of going to court and lying for him. And I'm not going to do it again. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> and, oh, he, and he hangs up on no. me. Oh, man. So
1: I go back to the jail to see my guy. And I go, I called your uh, alibi witnesses and... First three don't remember shooting dice with you that night. And the fourth one says he uh, you know he's tired of going to court in line for you. He's not doing it again. And the guy I'm representing shakes his head and goes, okay. And he pushes a sheet of paper across the table to me, and it's got names and phone numbers, and he goes, Try these.
3: <laughs> 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 and
1: I said, I said, We're gonna look into a plea bargain
3: agreement. <laughs>
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh,
2: It sounds like things are really boring in your world, Matt. (laughs) You know, never anything interesting going on. Well, Uh, anytime Matt shows up and he's in a suit, we know he's been at court. We're like, you got any
0: stories, Matt? That's right. Matt's always got stories. What I feel like this is a perfect segue into something that we call Lightning (laughs) Round.
3: Yeah, the lightning round. Ah,
0: the sound of lightning. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first time anyone's heard it during this episode.
3: Yeah, all right, lightning round. So we're just going to ask you some questions you can answer as quickly as you can, or if you need to take some time, that's fine, too. we just going to try to get to know you a little better with some random questions. Brandon, and Jonathan, I've got some questions in front of you that I chose earlier. Feel free to, you know ask anything else that you think of we can save maybe those last two for the very last ones maybe or something like that yeah okay so let's start with a couple here how do you like your eggs matt
1: uh over medium is that our first over medium
3: i think so i don't ever hear
2: anybody order over medium
3: there you go matt facebook instagram twitter or tiktok instagram oh okay that's very confident if you could go anywhere in the world where would you go
1: Northern Spain, where my wife's from. Which one of the seven dwarves w- would you be if you were a dwarf? I don't know the seven dwarves well enough
3: to <laughs> you answer You can't name the question. one?
1: There's one who sleeps all the time. Sleepy. Sleepy. Okay, there you go.
3: Fine. There's Dopey. <laughs> I don't remember Gumpy. the other ones.
1: Doc. I never saw it in the movie. Happy. Happy is one. Uh-huh.
3: Um, who is your all-time favorite golfer? You golf, right? I do. Mm, Love yeah. it. Yeah. Great sport. Matt and I are golfing. You, yeah. We're golfing buddies. That's true. I, I, that's Matt's what my I golfing thought. buddy.
0: That's
1: what yeah. I There's an old Spanish golfer who now is on the senior tour called Jose. Well, are you are you are you trying to remember his
2: name or are you backtracking? Well, I'm thinking backtracking. You might choose a different
3: he's golfer. Trying to <laughs> think of which one he's going to choose. <laughs> it's tough. Um, this is tough. Is it
0: Jose Marie? It, Ol- not Olathabal, Olathabal? but Olafable. Uh, what? Yes.
1: No. Who is it? There's well, a golfer. Deeper, anyway, he does all these crazy stretches. You can YouTube Jimenez. It, but it'd be, yes, it'd be Jimenez if you spelled it. Oh well. yeah. Right. But anyway, he does all these crazy stretches before he golfs on YouTube, and it's absolutely hysterical. And he smokes cigars while he's playing golf. Constantly. It's just hilarious.
3: Did you watch any of the Olympic golf?
1: I did. I uh, watched Xander. Xander won the yes golf. Yes, I watched probably a couple hours of it. Wow, that's awesome! How many hours of sleep do you need a night? Seven. Paper or plastic? Paper.
0: What would you choose for your last meal? Steak. What kind of steak? Uh,
1: fillet.
3: Cooked how? <laughs> a medium. We talking uh. an eight ounce? We talking something
2: <laughs> Where's this from? Who's
3: the chef? Right? What how slices? how specific? Yeah. Are you going to use any at high heat? Are you, you going to use any <laughs> sauce? Is there? Oh. No. no sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best golf game you've ever played? Like, what's the best score? Personal score? Uh, high eighties. Okay. Have you ever
2: slapped someone in the face? No, have you ever been slapped in the face?
0: No. Have you ever lied in court?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you can let's, plead you can plead here. You're gonna, gonna have disbar- to defi- here.
0: you're gonna have to define
3: lie <laughs> um, it, what's the this is a tough question that you're probably gonna have to think about this, but I was curious is there like one thing that sticks out in your mind? When you've been in court, like the craziest thing you've ever heard or somebody just said something just completely absurd, like, does anything come to mind? Absurdity every day. (laughs) Maybe something that happened that was just You want me to tell
1: another story?
3: Sure. (laughs) Uh, If you you want to share one. It won't be a lightning story, but- That's okay. That's okay. Uh,
1: So I'm in court one day and the first thing I notice is I smell something really disgusting. Like- A garbage truck is going by, Mm -hmm. and I see a guy who obviously has not bathed in a long time going up in front of the judge, and he is not represented by an attorney, and the judge is upset with him. Apparently, where he lived was such a trash heap that the neighbors had complained, and he had refused to clean it up. And Just to go through like the civil system and then a municipal court, and to get to where I was in county court means... That this had been going on for a long time. Ooh. And apparently the judge had told him to clean it up. And the guy had not, still hadn't cleaned it up. So the judge was really mad. And the, this was back in the day of Polaroids. But he, uh, the, the guy was telling the judge, but I have done some cleanup, you know. And the judge goes, well, let me, let me see. And he had taken some Polaroids of his cleanup. And the judge flips through them. And he's shaking his head. And he goes, well... It looks like you have done something, but I want you, in two weeks from now, I don't want any tires in front of your house. I don't want any trash bags. And he starts rattling off, you know, everything you can imagine. And the guy says, I don't think I can do that, Judge. The judge looks at him funny. It's too much stuff. I can't do it. So the judge said, okay, uh, well, you can do that or you can have a seat. There's prisoners sitting in the box because you can have a seat right there with the prisoners. The guy goes, okay. So the guy starts walking towards, you know, to go go to prison, go to the jail. And the judge is just moving on to another file. The guy gets about three fourths of the way to the box and he turns. and goes, Judge, I think I can, can get that clean. <laughs> <two weeks." laughs>
0: uh, All right, Matt, do you have? A favorite TV show, or a TV show that you like? Seinfeld. Oh, man. Oh, that's
2: great. Seinfeld's so good. What type of milk do you put in your cereal? 2%. Can you do a cartwheel? Oh, sorry. That was my personal disgust at 2%. My bad. <laughs> I mean,
1: Lisa drinks oat milk, and it's good, but percent oh, right, yeah. I grew up on 2%. No, I cannot do a cartwheel. Never have been able to. Okay.
3: My wife, Ashley, uh, just got selected for jury duty. No joke. This just happened today. Um, what's the best way to get out of jury duty?
0: <laughs> say you're a this pastor. That's a very common question. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Say you're an evangelical. Well, that's, that's what Matt told to say me. Say you're a pastor.
1: If you don't like the date, call beforehand and schedule a date that's good for you. Mm. Uh, if you don't want to do it at all, uh, you show up and give a really good excuse.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if you get called to court, just say you can't be fair. Like okay. if right. it's an automobile accident or like a motorcycle accident, just say, you know, like, I think you motorcycles are inherently dangerous and you have to be an idiot to drive a motorcycle or something like that. And and then the I then can see the, Ashley saying And that. then one of the attorneys <laughs> is gonna get up and say, Oh, but you can still be fair and then you kinda act like you're thinking about it and go, No, I don't think I can be fair.
0: <laughs> there you job. have it. There you have it. I love
3: that.
2: And Matt, how much are you charging everybody right now for that legal <laughs> counsel? Right. Right. Yeah. Huh. You will all be billed if you're listening. Oh uh, Well, final two questions for you right here, Matt. Favorite courtroom drama film? I'm taking it you watch a lot of
1: courtroom
3: I drama films. I do
0: not.
1: Films. I avoid them. So <laughs> he doesn't, so he he doesn't, he doesn't Grant,
3: watch. He doesn't watch true crime documentaries. either. Yeah, yeah. Grand Primo basically said the same thing when yeah. he was on. He feels feels
1: like work. I can't even remember the name of the movie, but there's an Al Pacino movie where he's an attorney and like a, it's like in New York City, and it's really. Uh, dirty and dungy it's like a 70s movie. oh
3: uh and justice for all yeah that's it yeah that's it I've jm do you have it i do <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even have time
0: to google it he knows what it yeah, is yeah
3: early uh yeah 70s yeah i did watch that one time i don't remember much about it unbelievable it's okay ridiculous. we got
0: one left jm okay
3: uh just want your thoughts on this oj simpson guilty or not guilty <laughs> No comment. (laughs) All right. Great job, Matt. Great Great job. Great job. There we go. Lightning round.
2: Lightning round. Well, Matt, um, just uh, here towards the end, you know, you've told us a little bit about how you came to Shades. Tell us just a little bit about, like, what made you stay around Shades and what's made you stay around Shades all these years? Because, Matt, you are coming up on 30. Oh, my. Wow. 30 years here.
1: Well, when I first came to Shades, again, it it, it was kind of like it was young life, and that's what I was accustomed to. Mm-hmm. It was not, I was, there was probably 100 people or so, and so I kind of got to know people. It was very relaxed, and at that time, you know, wearing shorts and a t-shirt was really relaxed at that time. I know there's lots of churches that way, but it was really nice being right, so Rachel. relaxed. Uh, the people were always authentic from day one which I really liked they didn't put on airs but I suppose the big thing that's always been true about Shades Valley is that God just shows up Mm -hmm. and that's a special thing you know I hope we never (laughs) lose that or forget the (laughs) whole thing but it's just been true all along that God shows up regardless of what's going on and we were extremely dysfunctional
0: Maybe even to a bigger degree. So maybe still are. Yeah. Maybe
1: <laughs> still are. Still am.
0: Now, Matt, you've served in several ways. Uh, why don't you talk about some of the ways you've served at Shades Valley? I,
1: I was a uh, probably the first thing I did when I started serving at Shades. I was uh, a volunteer with the youth group, the high school youth group, and we took some trips. And Constantly I really got confused close. for a student. Yes, <laughs> I was confused for a student during that time, at least initially. Uh, Enjoyed that. Uh, I was on the missions team for a good little while. Uh, So many things I can't even remember. You know, you just get asked to do different things. Yeah. I I have two of my first
2: memories of you uh, when I got here um, 10 years ago. Uh, The first one was you were serving as an elder. Correct. When I arrived. Yes. Um, And you were, in fact, the elder chair. Yes. Uh, wow. At that time, the first year. And so. It's a lot of power, Matt. So.
1: <laughs> happily given back <laughs> to the. That's the best kind of elder chair exactly. one can
2: have. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so I spent a lot of that first year talking with you, mm-hmm. learning the ropes. I'd never served with elders before. And so, you know, uh, there's a lot of the way I am that you're to blame for, I think. Um, Perhaps. <laughs> I'm <yes>. just kidding. <laughs> uh, but then my other. Uh, first big memory was that first year um we took a haiti trip and you and your son daniel that's right uh, we're on that haiti trip with yes. me and i probably spent the
1: most time uh talking with you on that yeah trip. that was great i remember that yeah getting to know you for sure
0: yeah yeah you do have two sons we haven't talked I, about so that you, at all. i have
1: a daniel is now a two fantastic sons yeah uh daniel is a senior in college at indiana in bloomington and his major there he's a International relations, social work, African studies. Awesome.
0: And he speaks what twenty languages right now? I mean, English, French, and
1: Swahili. He's fluent. That's crazy. That's awesome, though.
0: What was what was it when he got his wisdom teeth out? Didn't he? Yes, when he got his, when you know how you talk crazy
1: after you get your wisdom teeth pulled. He was speaking in French the whole time.
3: (laughs) Oh. That's amazing. And then when he
1: switched to English, he he asked something about he had an album that was dropping or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's
2: great. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> Daniel. Uh, so and then- Daniel
1: was, uh, I guess, if he's a senior in college, he was born in uh, right before nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Halloween, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. And then second son number two, son number two is born on Easter. Just hitting all the holidays. Hitting wow. all the holidays, and he is about to start his freshman year at UAB. Awesome. Awesome.
2: And his name is Tim. Yes, Timothy, who who has grown to a proper basketball. Yes, he is taller than all of us. He's ridiculous. So, but Mm. yeah, well, we love both your boys, and it's been our joy to get to know them over the years. And
0: yeah, so yeah. Well, and I made the joke about the elder chair, but really, I mean, I think Matt embodies what we look for and long for in an elder at SVCC. I think about his time and. He deeply cares about Shades Valley, and that always came out in every meeting. He deeply cares about the people here. He is hands-on in so many ways we can't even begin to list it. And that's just to talk about Matt. Let's not even begin to talk about Lisa, which is definitely his better half. Correct. But both Matt and Lisa – are just such dear members and people who really just love shades and have have given their lives and just serve faithfully and really just make shades what it is Mm -hmm. so yeah
2: it took me a while to get used to matt as an elder (laughs) at first he made me nervous in all of our elder meetings (laughs) not because of his you know uh authoritative presence but matt never sat down
3: incredible energy i still have
1: trouble
2: Right, it's actually really yeah. impressed me that you've been seated um, this entire time here. Starting um, to push it, yeah. But <laughs> so Matt would pace in all of our elder meetings, and I'm like, "What is going on? Like, is you know, are, am I doing something wrong?" Um, but uh, but yeah. No, then, someone actually like, no, pacing is paces. good. If I'm being still, it's because there's something bad.
3: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh
2: man. So no, uh, well, uh, maybe here at the close, would you be willing to share uh, one of your favorite memories uh, of Shades? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot right here, but maybe whether it's a favorite memory or, um, or funny story or whatever, you know, uh, the thirtieth. The reason I ask, the thirtieth birthday of Shades is coming up. Um, yeah. so Shades Valley will turn thirty. I believe the official date is on September twenty fourth. Um, And so it is our intention to celebrate that on Sunday, September twenty sixth. And Mike Garrigan, who was the pastor of Shades for seventeen years, the plan is for him to be here and to preach. And his daughter Molly, who led worship um, for many many years at Shades, is going to be here to lead worship alongside of John Mark. And uh, and you know we're talking with a few other folks here and there. That's exciting. That's fantastic. That's going to be cool. Yeah, that's great. So so we're really hopeful for that and, and excited. But uh but yeah, in light of the thirty years coming up and you've been here for almost all of it. Uh, uh got anything?
1: I guess I talked I'll for a really long time. Two to quick to little things. <laughs> One funny thing is uh you know, we've always kinda had a tradition of people getting up in front of the microphone and it was really at first not directed very well. And I distinctly remember <laughs> all sorts of crazy things being said from the pulpit. But I remember w- one time someone got up and encouraged everyone to go buy a gun. Oh, And, oh. and they really weren't. And it was never addressed subsequently in the service. <laughs> it was just kind of like, well, okay. And, and we moved on. <laughs> oh. So it kind of shows some of the dysfunction of the church back <laughs> then. But, Shades, it was inter-
2: weird but it was entertaining. I mean,
1: you know. Wow. wow. Edge of your seat. But on the, on the other oh, end, and gosh. I know people talk about it all the time. But it this building that Shades is currently meeting in, and obviously the building is not the church, but it is just a total God thing that we're in this building. Mm -hmm. People, it was owned by, I can't even remember, but it was like 14 different people and they couldn't agree on anything. There was people who definitely didn't want a church in here and told us that we would never be able to purchase it. And then through God's hand, we end up being able to purchase the building, it just so happened, got it orchestrated. It where most of the membership here were carpenters, or electricians, or contractors, architects, and architects. And we were able to do so much on the cheap. And they knew how to do things and could get people to donate uh, to do things. I mean, there's just so many Christians, even beyond our membership, who mm-hmm. just—it's just such a God thing. That's that's awesome.
2: Well, guys, anybody else got any burning questions? I Matt?
0: just can't believe Jeff Stalkup got up and told everyone to go buy it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was Jeff, right? Yeah. Wow, what wow. a memory! Thanks for sharing that, Matt. <laughs> oh well, Matt, we
2: do have some off-air questions to ask you. Each of us have some legal counsel things we need your help with. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but sure. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, Matt, first, thank you. Um, for coming and yep. for giving us time in the middle of your day and sharing. We all love you and Lisa and Daniel and Tim. And just, it's really awesome just to get to hear more of your story.
3: Mm-hmm. So thank, thank you. you.
2: Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say uh, before we go is um, we have a special guest uh, coming on the podcast next week.
3: Oh, yeah. as well. Right.
2: I'm not going to tell you who. But like Brad, we, we had a, a previous special guest that Brad dropped a hint about by saying we're going to have a president um, That's right. on the podcast. That's right. Turned out to be. And we did. I know. delivered. Yes. Yeah. The the president of the EFCA. Mm-hmm. Well, all I'll say is that uh, next week we're going to have a vice president. This is true. So, yes, we will have a vice but president. But not of
3: the EFCA, though. No, No, no. Right. of
2: the. I don't even. Does the EFCA? Ha- I don't think they have a vice. I don't know. Um,
0: uh, yeah. TBD. T- <laughs> I don't know
2: so yes but uh we are all very excited uh, about our guests for next week and um, yeah we think that you will be too it's gonna be a fun conversation I mean obviously it won't top our conversation with Matt but we'll try yeah 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 for sure
3: awesome well this has been another episode of Shades Midweek thank you so much for listening if you want to email us you can email us at midweek at shadesvalley.org we would love to hear from you all hope you have a great rest of your day and your week until next time